Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Peter Joseph, and you're listening to V Radio. Hello, and welcome to this edition of V Radio. I have with me today Robert Greenwald, director of several great films that I've recommended here on V Radio. Uh, once again, uh, visit vradio.org, v-radio.org, uh, so you can check out archives of shows like this in the must-see TV list of documentaries like Robert's. Um, that being said, I'm actually, without further ado, uh, Mr. Greenwald. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the guests. Hi, it's Robert Greenwald from Brave New Films and Brave New Foundation. Happy to be with you. Excellent. Um, well, Robert, I generally ask uh, every guest that I bring on my show, uh, what, what was the precipice for you? What was the moment that made you decide to, to kind of step out of the box and to do something uh, to make a difference, you know, to make the world better? I, I, feel, I feel that your films really accomplished that. So was there any specific moment in your life that got you out of the, you know, the just kind of the haze that everybody lives in, the American Idol lifestyle? Um, well, actually, there were a couple of things that came together. I'd always been interested and active politically. I was raised by my parents with the belief system that you worry about more than your own narrow economic self-interest, so it was in my DNA for many years. But then uh, just before 9-11, um, I was beginning, and I'd been I'd been working in commercial film and television for many years, and was fortunate enough to be very successful in that field. And I was beginning to think about doing other things with my time now that I had a certain amount of financial independence because of success in the commercial world. And then 9/11 happened, and I felt very strongly that I saw my country go from pain and hurt to rage and revenge. And it almost didn't matter who we took out our rage and revenge on. And so that was the first big piece of my thinking. I have four children that I wanted to try to do something with my time and whatever skill sets I had to affect in whatever ways that I could my country. And then the second thing that happened was that my father died. And I remember very clearly as I was getting up to speak at his memorial service about what it, I think that he really had passed on to me. And I realized at that moment that a big part of it was a value system about progressive values, about a way of looking at the world, about equality and those good and positive things. And so I put the two together and decided those combinations to begin to move away from the commercial world and to be to find other ways to um, use whatever abilities I had. And I was fortunate enough where I could become a full-time volunteer. So that's what I did. Started with the first documentary about the reasons for the Iraq War that we were right. not told the truth, uncovered. And then continued to um, love the documentaries, loved the impact, and was able within a year or 18 months to make it my full-time work and um, ultimately built the company Brave New Films and Brave New Foundation. Yeah, that's um, just to kind of go through, I mean, like you, you went over Uncovered, um, I, the, the list of films that you have on here is, is very impressive. Um, 
Outfoxed Rupert Murdoch's War on Journalism, one of my personal favorites. I recommend it constantly on my show. Uh, Walmart, The High Cost of Low Prices, Iraq for Sale, The War Profiteers, Unprecedented, the 2000 election, Uncovered the War in Iraq, as said previously, Rethink Afghanistan, uh, The Real Carly, and Sick for Profit. Now, the Sick for Profit is kind of a movement or a, uh, or a cause, really. It's not just a film. Is that correct? Yes, we've been focusing more on the short videos, and they're all free, and we do them on a variety of subjects. So as the healthcare debate was heating up, we did a series of short videos pointing out that it was not an accident that you did not receive health care, that it was very much built into a system that rewarded the corporations and rewarded the CEOs with millions and millions of dollars. And the way they were able to do it, for the most part legally, was by depriving you of care. The less they paid out in health care, the more they were able to have for their bonuses for their mansions. And so we created a series of short videos as we've done with uh, The Real Carly, as we've done around private equity, as we did around Afghanistan before we made the full-length film, and we continue to do that. If you go to Brave New Films or Brave New Foundation or any of our Facebook pages or our Twitter feeds, you can sign up to make sure that you get them, and you get them on a regular basis, and they are organizing tools there two, three, or four minutes so that you can pass them on to your friends, to your colleagues, both those who agree with you and those you're trying to convince to agree with you. Yeah, they've definitely been um, great tools for that. Um, I actually, let's, let's give a couple minutes to, to each one of these films if you want to give brief overviews. Um, let's start with uh, Outfoxed, Rupert Murdoch's War on Journalism. Well, it at the time when we did it several years ago, there was a lot of debate, and we were attacked even by some folks on our side. Why are you attacking them? They're a real news operation. But what we did for the first time, nobody had ever done, we took all the video, we took all the clips, and we put the evidence out front in a full-length film, um, which set off really a, an incredible firestorm, I must say, that to this day people talk about... Um, Senator Kerry, who was running for president at the time, talked about it, and it uh, had a very major impact on all progressives and all news people so that they saw the light of day and they understood that Fox was indeed a biased source, but it wasn't a, um objective news by any shape or form. And we did a series of short videos that we followed up on Fox Attacks, Fox Attacks Black America, Fox Attacks Obama, Fox attacks environmentalists, Fox attacks women. It just went on and on. Um, and ultimately, we were able to pass the baton to other groups who now do follow and do it on a regular basis. You know, the, the Bill O'Reilly segment where you guys exposed how many times he said shut up mm -hmm. was just golden. I mean, honestly, that's like platinum. It's not just golden. I, that is one man. And there's one scene, and I, I'm not generally a violent person, but that scene where he sticks his finger in that poor kid's face who he's oh, yeah. trying to bully, I'm like, you know, I'm not generally a violent person. I think if that guy was talking to me about my my late father that way, I'd have broke his finger on national television. That, that's one guy that really need to be, needed to be exposed, and you guys did a great job. Um, and the, the segment about those two journalists who were exposing Monsanto, putting the growth hormone... Uh, you know, and how they just kind of, you know, just exerted their, their money and their authority on the media. It was just a very powerful moment. Now, Walmart, the high cost of low prices. 
Well, we um, were talking about what to do after the Fox film, and we're looking at something, again, that was systemic. One of the things <clears throat> that has always guided the work we do has been connecting the dots. I think all too often, uh, progressives sometimes just become narrow, single issue. And what we try to do is show how there's a connectivity. So with Walmart, there was an opportunity to talk about the profit system, to talk about the way corporations are equal opportunity destroyers, whether you're a small business or a homeowner or a student or working in a sweatshop or the environmental. So it was a mammoth undertaking and um, was incredibly complicated to get the interviews, to get former Walmart employees who were willing to step forward and talk to us. But we began and really uh, began fine-tuning our alternative distribution where there were over eight or 9,000 house parties in one week uh, where each night was a different theme of who Walmart was attacking. And uh, that was at a point when we used the house parties as the primary distribution. Believe it or not, it was pre-YouTube, even though that seems hard to remember these days. Yeah, it does. And we had a real effect. It was a tremendous amount of media. We got Walmart's attention. They, in fact, came out in the New York Times front page story about it, that they had a whole war room. And uh, part of their efforts at the war room was to discredit me and to discredit the film. Uh, they were not successful, but it was a, you know, a, a, in quite a battle between us, and um, they're certainly not a, by any means, such imagination, a good corporation, but they have made some efforts which are purely PR, and some that seem to be a little bit more sub substantive to clean up their act. Yeah, actually, it's ironic. Um, I have a, a former roommate of mine who had a Walmart job, and he would always hear me badmouth Walmart thanks to your film. Mm -hmm. And um, he's like, well, they've made leaps and bounds. I mean, look at these these great, you know, like cause they were giving him a really great pay rate, and they were giving him a really great benefits. And apparently his health benefits were going to cover everybody in our house, including his roommates. I don't know how that was going to work out. But, you know, and then lo and behold, he gets injured. And uh, they fire him because they don't want to pay him disability. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I told you. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but you did. But it is obvious they are doing a lot of PR. But it seems like they're just doing it locally. You know, they're they're still buying all their stuff from sweatshop factories, which to me is far more. I mean, it's not to say that I don't like that they. You know, that I that I like that they're mistreating their people locally. Obviously, I don't like that. But in comparison to the way those poor Chinese people live who work for Walmart, that's just inhuman. Um, yeah, but definitely great film. Um, and I, I think even today still stands the test of time, especially when you talk to all those former managers and stuff who talked about the things they were told to do. Um, I, I've been in situations where they where they tell you, well, you're going to work off the clock or I'm just going to kind of fire you. And, and I've been in multiple situations where they take your money off. And I've never worked for Walmart, but it, it's, as the unemployment rate goes higher, you find that your employers get more and more bold because they realize they have you by the, you know, by the jewels, so to speak, and there's not much you can do about it. So, um, Iraq for sale, the war profiteers. Well, a friend of mine, Bob Borsage, who runs a um, very terrific think tank in Washington, D.C., called, and this was um, in advance of the 2006 elections, and he said this is really an important issue that nobody's talking about, which is war profiteering and contractors. And the minute he said it, 
I, I got that gut feeling that he was absolutely right um, because one of the other things we do in addition to connecting the dots is we try to talk about or put a spotlight on those issues that aren't getting enough attention. What I didn't know is that we would literally come up with people who had been killed because profiteering and whose lives had uh, families destroyed because of Halliburton and others wanting to save money. And it was also the first beginning of an expose around Blackwater before anybody had done anything about them. And again, the amazing team at Brave New Films was, as with Walmart, was able to find these very moving and very powerful personal stories of mothers and wives of men who had been killed um, who were willing to speak to us. You know, the the moment in particular, I think, that really touched me is because I also I follow the other side of this, too. There's, um, I like, the, the people of Iraq and even the Iraqi resistance put out their own films. I don't know if you knew that or not, but, um, you know, they, they people, they basically, they did a film where they exposed why they killed those those three men and put them up on the bridge. And, you know, then they played that YouTube video that Blackwater put up themselves of them playing country music and driving down the street, randomly shooting people. You know, not in battle at all, just randomly taking pot shots at cars that are driving down the road like a gangster on drugs would do or something. And you, you guys put a face on one of those three men who is up on that bridge. And the, the thing that's made it even more, more touching was that that guy wasn't even a bad person, even by, by Blackwater standards. He was working for Blackwater because you could get a one-month contract, and he was trying to take care of his family. So he got sucked into something and essentially punished by the people of Iraq for something that other, you know, uh, Blackwater mercenaries did. And it's it's such a bad situation. It's the reason why war is just not the choice. Um, now, uh, unprecedented, the 2000 election. All right, well, that was um, ancient history now, it seems like, but it was the first documentary that I was the executive producer on, some friends had approached me about helping out and I used and then during the documentary I actually fell in love with documentaries and the amazing possibilities that you had to tell stories and it was documenting what happened in in Florida in that horrible period of time when the voting was finished and before the Supreme Court ruled and it showed people things that they did not know, hadn't seen, that we put together, um, and I think opened a lot of eyes, and, and as I say, opened my eyes to the possibilities of documentaries. Yeah, that's, you know, it, it is a long time ago, but I, I still tell people to go ahead and watch it because they don't realize that they're, that they're you know, that their democracy that they're clinging to is, is kind of, I mean, it's so easy to manipulate something like that. And um, so... Now, we talked a little bit about the uncovered film. Now, now obviously, Iraq for Sale more covered the, the issue, the, the financial side of the war. Now, uncovered was more about the, 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 the kind of the false reasoning for getting into the war in the first place. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Right. Um, and I, I remember watching it, and, and there's, there's a lot of great films about Iraq. Um, and that was definitely – those two together really – uh, put things to perspective. I, I'd have to say my favorite is probably uh, is actually probably No End in Sight. Are you familiar with that film? Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. That that film actually makes me physically angry. I, yeah. I 
Um, and um, but yeah, it just it's but either way, um, yeah, you did a lot of great stuff about Iraq, and it's to the point now, unfortunately, where people are desensitized to the issue. You can't even talk to them about it anymore. And um, but in any case, um, so now we kind of come full circle. Um, we did do an entire show about rethink Afghanistan. Um, I really enjoyed that film, and I really enjoyed my conversation with Mr. Crow. Uh, to those of you who are listening who would like to listen to my interview with Mr. Crow about Rethink Afghanistan, you can find that in my archives at vradio.org, v-radio.org, um, a very revealing interview. Um, I think Afghanistan has been largely the, the ignored war up until, up until now. Um, it, it's just kind of, you know, because they've been f- focusing so much on trying to justify Iraq and they just they don't really talk about Afghanistan. and. And that's changed now. It seems, you know, it's kind of in the forefront since Obama's trying to convince us that he's pulling out of Iraq. I'm pretty confident that he will, but um, whether he's going to be able to do it according to his campaign promises remains to be seen. But I think your your film uh, series, Rethink Afghanistan, is very important because there there really wasn't much about this. There are so many films about Iraq and and just not many about Afghanistan. Uh, What motivated you to get into this project? Well, I got into it when I was um, it was over Christmas two years ago now, where I was reading or rereading David Halberstam's brilliant book, The Best and the Brightest. And this was about Vietnam and how the best, so-called best and the brightest, in the Kennedy administration and then the Johnson administration were able to get us into this horrible war. And as I was reading it, it was literally, literally word for word what was happening in Afghanistan. Everything from an arrogance that we knew better to an ignorance about, in that case, nationalism and the different different belief systems of North Vietnam, South Vietnam, Afghanistan. We know, you know, people were literally didn't know there was a difference between the Taliban and Al-Qaeda, which is an extraordinary difference. And then there were fundamental questions that were never asked about Vietnam, like how long, what's the cost, how many troops, is it really going to make us safer? The same thing's true of Afghanistan. Um, And it's one of those wars that if you ask people why we're there, they would say, well, we can't leave. Well, that's not a reason. You You can't leave. You can always leave, and there's always an end to wars, and even this horrible war in Afghanistan, there'll be an end to someday. But finally, people don't believe that this war is making us safer, because it's not, and we can't afford it. So all those things came together, and we decided to start doing some short videos, which are available on the Facebook page, Rethink Afghanistan. They're available on the website. They're totally free. And from those short videos, we built an audience. We built supporters. We were able to fundraise. We were able to fundraise to allow me to go to Afghanistan for a while and do interviews and talk about something that is ultimately, maybe not even ultimately anymore, you know, is having a horrible, horrible effect on our country, on progressive values, on any of the hopes and dreams uh, of the Obama administration, because it's sucking the energy, it's sucking the moral standing, and it's um, sucking the, the money out of our country. Yes, it is. Um, and, I, you know, it's funny, as you pointed out, it's not making us any safer. Um, I don't know if you watch any BBC documentaries. Um, the, the Power of Nightmares was a recent one that came out that really exposed. I, I, I got to a point where I really should not have been laughing because it shouldn't be funny. 
but he exposed just how much BS goes into Al-Qaeda and, you know, how it was pushed up and how Al-Qaeda, I mean, it's not that Al-Qaeda doesn't exist, it's just that it's this dwarf in comparison to what we're told in the media. And, you know, like they talked about, like, there's this scene that you often see with Osama bin Laden walking with, like, I think it was, like, 10 troops with AK-47s and masks on, and they revealed that those men were paid to do that, that that was an op with Osama trying to make himself look like he was a bigger operative than he really was. And, and I just, I got to the point where I was watching this stuff, and I just, I started laughing, like, so hard <laughs> that my stomach hurt, and I, I couldn't believe it, and it's just, it's, but, you know, as far as, like, why it's not making us safe, you know, a couple of other good films, I, as I said, I've looked on both sides of it. It's like uh, there was a film called um, uh, Meeting Resistance. I don't I don't know if you watched that one, but uh, a couple of British journalists risked their lives to go to Iraq and sit down with the resistance of Iraq, and they explained why they were fighting. And it was, it was very much, well, uh, they bombed my house. It, it's not that they're... You know, it wasn't that there were Ba'athists. In fact, in the underground in Iraq, being part of the Ba'ath Party and being one of Saddam's is a good way to get yourself shot. You know, they weren't friendly with those people. It was, they killed my brother. They, they, they don't repair our infrastructure. They don't fix anything. We're basically, every time we do this, it's like we're creating a terrorist factory. You know, we're, we're swelling the ranks of the people that we're supposed to be, you know, uh, scaring. And, you know, you draw the parallels of Vietnam. Another film that comes to mind is uh, American Holocaust, the war um, in Vietnam that, that was put together by a lot of veterans. And man, I by the time I was finished with that war, I was sick to my stomach. And or that war, I, <laughs> that movie. Um, and it, one of the you know those parallels that you're talking about, it was like I remember in the movie Platoon when you know like they torched that village because they suspected they might be BC. So when they left and the place is burning to the ground and they've done this huge atrocity, I'm like, well, if they weren't VC before, they certainly are now. And that's the way that we just, we keep perpetuating this. You know, it's like, and then when you, when you look at the WikiLeaks stuff that they leaked about Iraq and the just, you know, hundreds of thousands of civilians, just the ones that are in the reports, you know, is you got to imagine that the majority of killing of innocent civilians doesn't find its way into any report. And then you wonder, well, why do they hate us? You know, that's, but, but you're not allowed to talk about that because then you're a conspiracy theorist, you know, or right. something like that. You know, I still remember that to this day because my precipice was Ron Paul. And although I don't agree with everything he says anymore, but it was just that moment where he said, they don't attack us because we're free. They attack us because we bomb their countries. And I just kind of, the moment he said that, my mouth opened and I went, wait, what? You know, he, he just said the truth. I mean, I'd always known that. You know, and then Rudy Giuliani, 9-11, gets in there. He's like, oh, well, you better take that back. And then I watched Fox News and, and many other you know, news outlets spin it to be, oh, he's a conspiracy theorist. No, it's freaking common sense. That, well, you, why do you think these people are mad at us? Could it have anything to do with the innocent people that are dying? You know, so, uh, yeah, I rethink Afghanistan was great. Um, the sick for profit uh, thing, what I was able to see of it in the videos that you had there, um, the majority of my listeners are into something called the Venus Project, which talks about how the profit motive uh, has a tendency to have a very ill effect on um, on everything in society. It, it hinders the technologies that can help us, you know, do better. You know, things like who killed the electric car is an example. The kind of stuff we kind of expose how money can do a lot to hold mankind back and to hurt mankind. Um, and so, when you talk about sick for profit, you know, it, it definitely shows that. The profit motive 
it, it, it's something that can just make you inhuman. You know, you, you don't care about people anymore at all. You know, like you had that guy who, who sold health insurance, the, essentially that whistleblower. I saw him in one of your little videos, and I was like, man, this is great. You have an ex-spokesman who's just whistleblowing all over the place, telling everybody about, um, you know, about how, you know, bad the, that industry is. Um, now, I want to ask you some you know, just uh, questions that I tend to ask filmmakers in the in the few you know in the minutes we have left. Um, now, of all of these films, is there anything that you didn't get to put in, or maybe something that developed later that? You're kicking yourself for now, going, man. I, you know, I wish I could have put that in the film. Um. Well, I think on rethink Afghanistan. I mean, we've been talking about this internally. If I were to redo it now, I would make the specific arguments about why the war is so disastrous for us, but I would give it a larger context. This war is a result of a of years of the Pentagon and right-wing talking points pounding us on the notion that all problems are solved by military might. And I, I, I hadn't thought about the larger context when I was doing the film, but with a little bit of distance now and seeing that, you know, if we don't figure out the errors of our ways, Whenever we get out, we'll just go to some other country and evade them and occupy them and kill people and spend billions of dollars. Um, combination of ideology and the profit motive. And uh, so I would have, I think I would do that. I know I would do that differently today. Right. I mean, well, I guess, you know, since you're making it in little films, there's really no reason you couldn't make an addendum. Um, and, I, and I liked everything that you put in there so far. It would be great. I know you put, you also seem to, I like what you did with this actually. You have this website where, People can go, like you pointed out, like even without Fox, which is an old film, you can go back and see the little updates that you put in there, that Fox Attacks things you talked about earlier. This is really great. I wish more filmmakers would do this because, you know, you'll get into a situation where you'll have a really great documentary, but it'll get really dated and it'll be out of, you know, it'll be out of date. So then it, the value of it goes down. But you've you've kind of taken a, a, a different step. You've, you've made it so that people can, you know, can watch as the story continues to develop beyond the film. In fact, I was, I was kind of confused because I was like, oh, well, I better go watch Sick for Profit. And I was like looking for this film. <laughs> I'm trying to find it everywhere. I'm like, you know, Sick for Profit, it must exist. I mean, I just got told about it. I went to Amazon.com and everything. <laughs> I, I want to buy this film, and then she was, you know, I, I learned that it was kind of like A3 Think Afghanistan. It's just a series of small little films, and I mean, I guess that format allows you to kind of move as the story develops. And um, some of the reasons why I tell people that we need to support this alternative media, we, we need to support these films. I wish that there was a documentary channel that just played this kind of stuff all the time because. This is really all I really want to watch anyway as far as, like, documentaries are concerned, and this is telling the real story. Um, I guess in some ways, you know, uh, Russia today, I mean, I don't know what your opinion is. I'm still kind of formulating my opinion. They seem to be a network that, that stretches that a little bit. They, they tell some stories I don't think other people would. I mean, what do you think about that? I, you know, I, I, don't know the, I don't know it well enough, but I, I agree with you. I think the important point is that we need you, we need your listeners to support independent media and to get involved. You know, the, the thing about our films, the thing about the short videos, they are tools. They're tools for the audience. They're tools for uh, 
friendly media people, their ways to educate, their ways to involve, their ways to organize, their ways to create arguments. And we don't have a gatekeeper stopping us. Years ago, we didn't have YouTube. We didn't have the Internet. So I still look upon it as this extraordinary opportunity for us. Uh, and if we can make the content interesting and engaging and provocative enough and strong enough, and we have listeners like yours, we can make a huge difference. Yep, that's um, that's actually a, a really important point. And I, I tell them this also about, you know, people who are doing these radio shows and stuff. I, I get emails from people all the time who are like, thank you for doing this because, you know, I, I want to have something when I'm doing my dishes and I, I, I turn on the radio and I just want to mm. throw up. And, you know, but it but it's not going to happen unless people support these these efforts. And that's why I also... You know, I thank you for for allowing you know the the honor of having you on so that we could kind of you know shake hands a little bit here and and put you know put our work together. Um, and in any case, um, now let, let's uh, let's go over the, the shameless plug. Um, if somebody wants to get involved, if somebody wants to help you, or even if they just want to check out your stuff, um, what's the website URL? Well, there are many possibilities. There's Brave New Films. Uh, there's also Rethink Afghanistan. There's Facebook, Brave New Films. There's Facebook, Robert Greenwald. There's Facebook, Rethink Afghanistan. There's Robert Greenwald Twitter feed. There's Rethink Afghanistan Twitter feed. You name your media, and we can reach you. Excellent, excellent. Oh, and I urge you listeners particularly, you know, consider for a moment that this gentleman could be, like, containing all of these films that he's making, these smaller films, and, you know, and not giving them away for free, And but he is, and... That's another example of why you, you need to go out and go ahead and, uh, you know, help this guy out. That's why I tell people it's like a lot of people download movies, and, and I can't say that I've never done it, but when it comes to stuff like this, I, I always make sure to get myself a copy, um, you know, and basically support these efforts. If you want to continue to see us do this, we don't have a bunch of corporate lobbyists paying us to go around, you know, pushing any kind of agenda Essentially, if you want to have a better media, it falls to you to support us. You know, and we're up against, you know, really tough opposition, and they don't really want you to hear about things like, oh, by the way, Walmart employs, you know, sweatshop laborers. They don't want you to hear about that stuff. They want you to be very content to go into Walmart and buy your Christmas stuff on Black Friday, trampling everybody else underneath you. Oh, man, some of the videos I've seen. Now, what about the future? Um, do you have any uh, future films or, or projects that you're pushing for? Well, we're working on quite a few things right now. We have a Quentime Facebook page, which is the largest Latino-oriented uh, Facebook page and network, and we're actively working there. We're doing some work around the issue of um, public service employees who are being attacked by the right wing, as that's the reason the economy is in trouble. And then we're working on a couple of uh, secret projects at the moment that we need to be a little further along before we can talk about them for a variety of reasons. And uh, we look forward to being able to share them with you. Excellent. Well, you know you can always count on me to, to, to push this stuff because that's... Well, we appreciate that. <laughs> that's basically what I usually tell people. I, I generally prefer to have a conversation with people before we even get on the air, and it's usually because I know that they're accustomed to getting on the air with people who 
you know, want to, you know, humiliate them or confront them because they think that's good radio. For me, it's if I've called you because I want you to be on my show, it's because I support what you're doing. I don't even bother with guests that I, you know, that I want to defame. I, um, I mean, I, I will debate with people sometimes if that's what they know they're coming to the show to do, but I generally kind of prefer to be positive and promote, you know, the solutions as much as possible. So, um, you know, I want to thank you guys and you know, all the people at Brave New Films. You know, let them know that that, that what they're doing really is appreciated out there. Um, and honestly, you know, I, I probably wouldn't be here today if it weren't for a lot of your films. Especially one of the reasons that I got into alternative media was outfoxed. Um, you know, realizing we have to take responsibility for our own media if if you know they're not going to provide it. That's just the way it is. So, well, thank you very much for that and. Uh, we look forward to spreading the word together. Excellent. Well, right. um, well I know that you need to go, so yep. I'm going to go ahead and um, uh, end this segment. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. Um, please visit vradio.org. Um, consider a donation if you can afford it. And um, I will leave you guys with some words from Jacques Fresco and Roxanne Meadows. This is Roxanne Meadows. And this is Jacques Fresco. And you're listening to V Radio.